I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Cultivating Compassion Compassion is one of Jesus Christ's most defining characteristics. As a person in the triune God, Jesus is God. His attributes include those of Almighty God and of man. He was born to atone for the sins of men, but when Jesus paid the price for all of the sins of mankind on the cross, he demonstrated the highest level of compassion ever extended in human history. Let's look for a moment at what a lack of compassion fosters. When we are most afraid or frustrated in life, it's often due to the fact that we don't feel compassion is being extended to us. By anyone, right? No one understands how I feel, you might be tempted to say to yourself. And if we are honest, sometimes that long list includes God, at least in our feeble minds. We want what we want, don't we? And why in the world doesn't God give us that? Why is he not on the same page as we are? We might say, God, don't you care that I have cancer? Or we might ask, God, don't you care that I'm losing my home? Or, God, why have I contracted COVID and on a ventilator? when I devoted my life to you? These weighty questions are not easily dismissed. They stem from valid emotions, and they certainly warrant genuine compassion. But what they might not generate is an easy response. We live in a broken world. We can't always understand what God is up to. He tells us in Isaiah 55, 8, that your ways are not my ways. Those words ring true, but their effect still stings if we're honest. God's trials in this life remind me of vaccination programs. When we endure under trial, we put up with the pain of a shot in a way. We don't say to the nurse, don't you care that the shot hurts? Instead, we know that the shot is intended to ensure long-term health benefits and might even prevent fatality. When we grow in our faith under trial, we are promised a crown of eternal life. The smallpox of disobedience, the typhoid of selfishness, and the polio of pride are not poised to take your eternal life. What a comfort that is in the final analysis of our earthly life. Join me in finding eternal perspective in enduring trials, knowing that God's compassion extends beyond what we can see. I just love how David puts it in Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds and heals them. May we hold fast to the compassion of our Lord as He fulfills the plans and purposes He has for our lives, even if we don't understand them. I'd like to read an excerpt from my first book, The Side Door, entitled Love, Birthing the Ultimate Gift and Sacrifice. The John 3.16 Bible verse is widely memorized and quoted. But how often do we really unpack and ponder the deep meaning it conveys, or meditate on the life-changing truths found within it. The radical notion that any father would sacrifice the life of his son for anyone is unimaginable. As loving, caring parents, it is nearly impossible to envision anything or anyone coming before the welfare of our offspring. Most of us would lay down our lives for our children. But God really did so love the world that this is exactly what He did. Out of his great love, he crafted a plan that demanded great personal cost. And Jesus, who sacrificed himself as a ransom for many, 
Matthew 20, 28, laid down his own life to accomplish the work he was born to undertake. I can't speak for you, but I know in my own life there are moments when I feel rejected, despised, ostracized, marginalized, and dehumanized. It is in those moments when I need God's love the most, and I don't always feel it immediately. I have made it a goal to try to be deeply mindful of God's love in these dark passages of my life. I keep Bible verses about His love nearby so I can refer to them and be reminded of them. When we are able to wrap His perfect love and His trustworthy promises around us, they serve as a shield against the slings and arrows the enemy hurls as he tries to take us down daily. We are told in 1 John 4, 9 that the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world so we might live through Him. When we are truly able to live through Jesus, our hearts are filled with a sacrificial love for others, and we too become more like Christ. People like Corey Tinboom, Mother Teresa, Jim Elliott, and a host of other missionaries and servants of God have devoted their lives to the work of spreading God's love to a hurting world. When Jesus issued the Great Commission to His disciples in Matthew 28, He wasn't only commanding them to use words to express the gospel with their lips and tongues. He was sending them out as ambassadors of His love. Jesus knew that the walk was even more important than the talk. Are we genuinely loving ambassadors of Christ? Are we willing and ready to sacrifice whatever it takes so we can bring more people to Him? And the keys to kingdom living are, truly thank God for the love gift of His Son, your Savior. And the doorpost is, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on His shoulders, and He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6. Thank you for tuning in today to His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her first two books in her Planned Door Devotion Trilogy are available on Amazon. Her bi-monthly blogs can be found at cindyyorks.com.